0: Footy Podcast with me, Tom, and me, George. So last time out, we talked about non-league football and the quality gap between that and the football league. What are we talking about today, George? Um,
1: well today we're going to be talking about managers.
0: Managers,
1: managers, yes. Don't know what we haven't just read. <laughs> we haven't just stopped recording and had to edit this about five times.
0: Well, managers, please expand on this.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, so we're talking about the importance of managers and if the importance of managers has declined uh, in recent years. The reason we're talking about this is obviously because the incident that happened this week with... Kepa
0: that, Arisa Balaga.
1: That's the one. And Mauricio Sarri. What's your opinion on the whole thing?
0: Well, for those of you who don't know, uh, basically in the Curabao, Carabao... In the AFL Cup <laughs> final, um, Mauricio Osari decided he was going to sub off Arisa Balaga because he was suffering from cramp. And also because uh, Big Bald Willie is very good at saving pens. I'm obviously referring to Willie cavallero George, <laughs> if you'd like to grow up, thank you. <laughs> uh, so, Big Bald Willie got stripped and ready to come on pitch. And um, Arisa Belaga refused to come off for Willie. And so, for that, reason, <laughs> for that reason, there's been a big storm. Because Arisa Belaga refused to be substituted. But uh, it showed a lot of disrespect to a manager who was already... Under a lot of pressure,
1: I think. Have you watched the video? Of I him? have. Yeah, I've seen it. I've Diamond. seen
0: it. <laughs> yeah.
1: So have you seen when he when he goes to storm off and then turns back round just before Sarai. he gets into the tunnel? Yeah. Sorry. It's it's almost as if he doesn't want people to think that he's
0: walking he's, away, he's from, walking the away from the yeah. job.
1: That's what that's what it seems to me. He does say that on the commentary as well. I can't remember he's commentating, but he he, he, uh, he mentioned it well? um, But yeah, I think it, it just shows. Risa Belaga was what twenty four. 24 and year. he clearly has, hasn't has got the respect many players
0: would have no, asked exactly. their manager alongside long time ago. I'm not being funny, but if you're 24 years of age, you know there's a lot of players that wouldn't even dream of knocking on the manager's door and asking for a spot on the bench, yep. let alone telling the manager that you're too big to be substituted. And uh, even if he's not injured, what if it's a tactical change? What if he says... Yeah, I mean, um, to
1: be fair, half it was, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean... He's better at saving pens.
0: You know, I often find that whenever there's a penalty shootout, people don't want to come up and look and see Big Willie in the game. <laughs> because Big Bald really saves them, you yeah, know. Sometimes, him, Vincent Company, come out and he said, you know, I was really glad they didn't get Big Willie on because I didn't fancy us having to come and shoot at Big Willie. I hope your parents call him that. <laughs> I hope my parents call me that. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: what else... Brendan Rodgers is going to Leicester what looks a like, bit up the boys um, yeah because he's obviously not in the most thrilling job at the moment no he's because not because he's not happy with just being sat there watching his team win, having no effort whatsoever and just getting paid to do absolutely nothing he's basically yeah. being paid to be a fan isn't he?
0: yeah I mean I'm not being funny but being the manager of Celtic seems about as fun as wanking yourself off with sandpaper okay I'm not being funny but you know, you're, you're managing a team that's a level above the rest of the teams in the league. It's just, it's not going to better your managerial career. You're playing with, let's be honest, sub subpar players. Because you look at players like Scotty Sinclair, who couldn't make it in England. But he's like, Pele, Maradona and Messi's love child up in Scotland. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's come down now. I mean, unfortunately, he's chosen to manage in But, you know, it shows that he'd rather manage a mid table Premier League team that's probably not going to be anywhere near the level of European football than manage a team that's going to win the division.
1: I didn't realise he actually managed Chelsea's youth squads.
0: I didn't know that.
1: That's that's when he started his managerial career. I don't know why. Why why Chelsea? Because he never had any sort of affiliation. Yeah. Really? Yeah
0: two thousand and four to two thousand eight he was Chelsea in, in managing youth squads, then Watford. I'm not being funny, but Chelsea got enough youth squads to be offering everybody <laughs> jobs at night. And, uh, not really, because I has going to manage them they're all out alone. <laughs> <laughs> um
1: Yeah, Reading in two thousand nine, two thousand ten to twelve it was Swansea and then Liverpool for them for three years and then it was Celtic, and now what all looks like Leicester. I mean, to be fair, he hasn't even gone yet, Brennan Rogers, but no, it's
0: look, clear that he's going. Celtic see. have put out a, st- a statement today on Twitter saying that um, Leicester have approached them to contact yeah. Rogers over it, so. You know, and I'm if he leaves. I thought you retweet, blog. Follow. Gary McSheffrey.
1: No, no. <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> Gary McSheffrey manages Doncaster Rovers and Ratings. Really? Yeah, I just thought. You know, seeing as we talk a lot of bollocks, it'd be nice to throw some facts in here every <laughs> again. At least um, I think he does. My
1: well, manager's deal all... Wrong. I don't
0: think I've ever asked you this. Um, I like... Who was it? You said you like Rapper Benitez. I, I do like Benitez, yeah. Um, I just think he's just a really nice bloke. I don't know if you saw this, but the other day, uh, met a young man who was suffering from some sort of medical deficiency. that meant he couldn't walk properly and um, it's there's a video of him going round and tapping Benitez's face in the car which is a Benitez classic you know little face tap and um, big sexy Rafa invited him for a training session and uh, I mean it was a bit raving of Rafa because the bloke couldn't really walk properly so I mean Jamal herself would <laughs> fucking ripped oh, him God. into but <laughs> oh no but no yeah Rafa Benitez invited him for a training session which was really nice um, I also like who else do I like managerial wise? I like Klopp. Oh uh, yeah, I used to like him. I think he's got too mature now. I don't like him as much now. He's trying to win stuff. Wow. Ah. Well, I you don't... like the jokers. So... I like the jokers. So... Yeah, that's
1: like...
0: what I like about him.
1: He's just not like he's not like another manager I've seen before. Mm, no. Like I think he's got like a very. I can imagine him having a really good like relationship with his players. Yeah. So see... as I can see.
0: For example, sorry, probably yeah. doesn't have the yeah. <laughs> best relationship with the team. It's not at the moment anyway. See, this I think that really lots the difference between us because while you were thinking about that, I was thinking about Sam Allardyce and just thinking, you know, if Kepper had done that to Allardyce, Allardyce would have told him to fuck off, and then he would have made him drink a pint of gravy or something. You know, I really I like Big Sam. I like him he stands stand school. Stands by English football. You know, he he's. He's a big bloke. You could see him having a pint. Brexit means Brexit. That's just Sam Allardyce, isn't it? Yeah. You know, if I had to think of all of the managers that have managed in the Premier League, he'd be up there as the one that I reckon shagged the most birds. <laughs> nah, Eddie Howe. Nah. Um, Sean Dodge. Do- Do- <laughs> nah, Dodge, is just, he's just, he's definitely married, ain't he? Dodge, he looks like he'd come out of the womb married. <laughs> <laughs> Is there any managers you dislodge? Is there any you just think, oh, you're a tosser? Um, I'm sure there is, but I just can't think of any. Tell you who's starting to get on my tits a little bit at the moment. Who? Mauricio Pochettino. What? I'm not sure. I just think, I, I don't even know what it is because I know he's a lovely bloke, but it's just something about him that's really aggravating. I think it might be because I don't really like Harry Kane.
1: All out to and still this day I have no idea why Leicester got rid of him
0: in the first place. No, but uh, that's what we're going to talk about as well, is how fickle the managerial games become. Like If you go back 10 to 15 years, you're looking at someone's going to become a football manager and expect to be at a club for 10 to 15 years, make a legacy and build hmm. heritage. Whereas well, I feel like now... anyone comes to a club like that anymore. No, they don't. That's how it should be. But I just don't feel like anyone does. Well, a prime example of that is Guardiola. You know, you look at all the different teams that he's managed, and he manages them for three or four seasons, wins everything there is to win, and then moves on. You know, it's there's not really many managers, with the exception of Eddie Howe and probably Dozier, who have got with a club, and the club has stuck with them, and they've stuck with the club. Do you know, it's it's a fickle old game, yeah, manager. No Ferguson no Ferguson's about it. But as I was saying to you just before this kicked off, that um, Luton Town are a prime example of, you know, the fact that managers can sometimes not be the reason behind success. Yeah. You know, they've gone from one manager to another manager. They've got promoted once, and they look like they're going to win League One this season.
1: What Luton Town have done, though, is kept a lot of their players from last season. Yeah. Unloaded Coventry. So, yeah. They've they sold a lot of their, their players yeah. this season, and. Because they're not as high as Welwyn, no, because they don't have the
0: same team chemistry. As yeah, exactly. Season. Sometimes, sometimes chemistry and being on the same level is better. You know, like
1: yeah, because so, Coventry, Coventry, and Welwyn both come up in the same, yeah. in roughly in the same boat. They have both got a promoted team. However, yeah. if you sell some of that team, buy some more players, bearing more that might that might be better or might be on rated better on FIFA. Yeah. <laughs> but that. He's still not buying recently promoted
0: players, whereas yeah. Luton have got a team of promoted players. players. That know each other. Like, for example, a prime example of this is Bournemouth. So Bournemouth have kept a relatively similar squad as they've gone up through the years. Yeah. So there's a couple of players that have re- represented Bournemouth in like League 2 that are now representing them in the Premier League. Yeah. And they, they're not a club that goes out and reinvest and buy loads of players. And yeah, you know they're able to grind out results because the team plays well together. Whereas you look at teams when they go up, you know, like for example, like um, Cardiff, and teams that get promoted from the Championship, they get given this massive budget and they go, "Woo!" and they just yeah. fucking buy everything. And it's not Bournemouth, a lot, a lot, the fact that when they
1: went up, like a couple of leagues, they they up mm. in the Premier League, they had the mortality stadium, which was like. Eleven thousand is yeah. what the smallest ground that's ever been in the Prem. I just think that that's, but well, they haven't been focusing on the, on the aesthetics or lot the no. superficial sort of. So they're, they're, they're there to play football, and football. And, yeah.
0: Football. You know, that's that's something I really respect. I mean, I mean, sometimes you can buy team chemistry. Look, for example, that's what I think Wolves have done this year. Half the team got promoted last year, and the other half of the team played together for the Portuguese national yeah, side. Yeah. So they've come in and they all know each other, so it hasn't been a case of, like for example, sometimes even if if they don't all know each other, they can all introduce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they're yeah, yeah. But like for example, sometimes if a team signs one marquee player, that marquee player gets alienated because they're new to the team and they don't settle in as well. That's why you. That's why you find players when they move from one team to another team, they don't know anybody they don't perform as well in their first season. Yeah,
1: and that's what it takes a manager to bring the team together along with the players he's brought in and sometimes the manager's brilliant at finding good players but he's terrible at mixing them. Yeah, making them bedding. And and, and sometimes it's the other way around like they can bring in bad players but they can make it work because they're good at
0: the chemistry. I mean, it also depends on the players because some players you've got are very shy and, you know, just like normal people that, you know, they're not comfortable coming out and speaking to all the players and, um, I mean, there was one player that made me think about it in the Man United team. Give me a second to think about it. Ah, yes, I remember now. <clears throat> it's Alexis Sanchez. <clears throat> the Man United players come out and said, you know, he trains hard and he's a nice bloke, but he he doesn't have a laugh with the players. He's not bedded in, and that that partly explains why he's not performing to such a whole mm. level this season because he's he's not enjoying himself, you know. Mm. Whereas at Arsenal, you'd think after all the time he'd spent there, it was slightly more bedded in, but
1: Imagine it's the same sort of concept as grassroots football. If you was a if you your son went you wanted to, your son to join a football team nearby and he didn't know the people he was playing football with you'd take him out of the team and go and to join another one, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah. But they in this case they have the force with that <laughs> team with the people they don't know.
0: So. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Like Especially going through the youth, they're the getting paid loads of money for it. <laughs> so fucking yeah. welcome. if you look at youth football, like what you get is often kids join the same football team with a friend from school, or they're recommended from a, a friend's dad, or you know what yeah. I mean. So they normally go in, and they've normally got one friend, and so that helps them build a relationship with the rest of the team.
1: But back to managers, I think you, you're never going to be a successful football club if you don't have the right manager. Like when you were talking about Luton <clears> and, and how hasn't really been manager focused it's been all about a team yeah yeah i think still they've been lucky with the people they've got in yeah got definitely, a lot of clubs yeah, that have yeah. brought in a lot of different managers and they've, been all, they've all been terrible Like mm. Sunderland who had <laughs> yeah who, who did they bring in they brought in someone when they got relegated but i can't think what his name was no no idea but he uh, they brought him in he then got well he was looking like he was gonna get some of them relegated then if like, brought Carl and Coleman in. Yeah. Uh they still end up getting relegated. So it's like what if they hadn't have brought Coleman in they obviously eventually sacked Coleman. Yeah. But what if they hadn't have brought Coleman in and trusted and that other manager that, that bloke yeah. like it still would have ended up with the same result.
0: But, it, well, he might have bedded, in worse. but he might have bedded in with the team, you don't know that's do you? the thing, he yeah. might have he might have
1: him staying there for that, that extra bit of the season, for him to then go down with that team, would have a better
0: relationship with the whole
1: team in League 1. Yeah, yeah, I get Obviously. Yeah.
0: You know, what so I would say is, is the whole Orisa Balaga situation has made me think that the relationship between player and manager is very different depending on the size and stature of the football club. Yeah, definitely. So, like, for example, um, there's worries when a manager, like, for example, when the Luton manager went from League 2 to the Championship to go and manage Stoke there was worries that the Stoke players wouldn't play for him because they wouldn't respect a manager that hadn't won anything. Because mm. like, obviously Stoke have got, Stoke have just not long come down from the Premier League and so they're considered as a higher team in the Championship despite their like, their position in the table. Yeah. Whereas, like, you know, you look at if a manager comes into a team in the Championship in League 1, League 2, then the players aren't going to try and pull rank on him most of the time, do you know? Yeah. Unless you've got a player who's played at the highest level and he's a level above, there's very few situations where they're going to pull rank. Whereas, like, in the sorry situation, if, for example, if you take out Man United, Man City and Liverpool, which are three teams that are doing very well and the managers are doing very well and have got a good relationship with the players, if, for example... Um, uh, there we go, we go for Arsenal, because if you look at Unai Emery, not doing the best with the Arsenal team that he's got, could probably be doing better, and he's got star players in there, like what like Lacazette, and you think, if Abameyang decided one day that he didn't want to come off at half-time, he could throw up a fuss, he could kick up a fuss yeah, and say, yeah. you know, you're shit. He's your... very
1: surprising. it doesn't happen more often.
0: Yeah, you'd think so, but obviously that's what I'm saying, Some ethical, it's about the, the player the mentality, one. And if the player thinks that he's bigger than the club, or at least knows more than the manager, then you're going to get situations like that. I think... Who brought
1: Aris Zubelaga in? Was it, was it sorry?
0: Yeah, it was sorry. I
1: think he's, he's sort of... You pay, how what was it, like 70 million? 70 million, for yeah. Or one of the most expensive goalkeepers in history. But surely, surely to God, you would not only research his talent, obviously not... and nothing against him he's a fantastic goalkeeper but
0: surely you would research his temperament mentality towards the game well you don't know if it's a new thing you know going from playing in Spain being a being an okay goalkeeper sort of mid-table growing as a Mm -hmm. person and then the money's been flashed in his face and now he's playing in the top six all all the money
1: in football surely you can you can have people that that are on the scouting team to be able to yeah. Look at a player's non-football lord Yeah,
0: lord yeah, none. but yeah, I know what you're saying. I
1: know what you're saying because you don't, you don't want players like that team. No. Major. I, I wouldn't want him no. anywhere near my team. I not want him to no. the, odds, the rest
0: of the The players. odds say that he's going to start against Spurs this week, but if it was me, I'd be starting Willie Caballero because don't get me wrong, Caballero is not a bad keeper. Mm. You know, he's not, he's not woeful. And I'd be saying, I'd be saying, you sort your fucking attitude out if you want to play for the team. You know, it's. It's that it's that um, old saying. You play for the badge on the front of the shirt, not for the name on the back. Yeah, exactly. You know. Okay, so I reckon that's probably a good place to end it. Though, would you yeah. yeah. All right. So thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. And obviously, if you've got any comments or anything you want to add, then talk to us on Twitter at @drjwenty, and we'll give you a shout out. And we'll talk about it in the next podcast. Thanks for listening. and we'll See you later. Yeah.
1: See you later.